Hello, Legion of Audience. This is James. And before we get started today, I wanted to take a second and let you all know about the brand new Who Would Win Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get behind-the-scenes access like you've never seen before, go to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow right now. Who Would Win patrons will have access to outtake videos, early info on battles, and even get a vote on characters that we'll use in upcoming episodes. So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow, and for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan. You'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope to see you there. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is nighttime at the harbor and the area is quiet. Outside of a few lone security guards making the rounds, as well as a few rats skittering along the edge of the water, no action can be found. It is then that out of the shadows, Robin, a.k.a. Damian Wayne, emerges to crack open a crate of mystical artifacts he was tipped to beforehand. Damian then immediately feels a hand on his shoulder. He quickly spins and then dodges, a flying fist headed straight towards him. He backs up to see Echo staring him down. They both apparently got the same tip, and now it's a fight to see who comes out on top. It's New Avengers versus League of Assassins. It's Phoenix versus Redbird. It's Echo versus Damian Wayne. Today on Who Would Win? And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comics, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gavzine. As always, I'm joined by the legend himself, the one and only Ray Stacanus. Welcome to another well-crafted matchup of Season 6, where we pit two anti-heroes together in what will be an insane battle. In one corner, you have Robin, a.k.a. Damian Wayne, the son of Batman, and the fifth character to assume the role of Robin. And in the other corner, you have Echo, a superhero with the ability to perfectly mimic the movements and abilities and the star of the MCU's latest superhero TV series. This is going to be crazy as usual. I did the patented Who Would Win Google test just to see how many times this matchup has been discussed, and I predict that this matchup will be discussed thousands of times online eventually. Because right now, this is the very first time I have seen this battle ever discussed. You are welcome, Legion of Audience. Ray, I really got to know, what are your thoughts in today's matchup? I'm always fired up to do a matchup like this. I think Echo is a super interesting character, kind of an under-the-radar, newer-ish Marvel character who's getting her due now on the MCU's small screen. As far as the Hawkeye TV show, I was intrigued. I wanted to know more about who this person was. And it is very interesting to see the differences between the TV version and the comic book version because they are very similar, but they are also very different. They are insanely different. That's a great point. You know, this is a matchup that's pretty straightforward where it's one sadistic kind of anti-hero killer versus another. And the facts really should speak for themselves. So we'd like to tell you that today's judge is someone who's known for their logical decision making. They are a clear cut, reasoning, impeccable logic type of thinker. They make our fan base, the Legion of Audience, understand why one side has been declared the winner over the other. And of course, we can't say that whatsoever because making another appearance on the Hulu Win Show 
It is fan favorite judge, at least it used to be. It's the only adult in the room, at least it used to be. It's podcaster extraordinaire. <laughs> Guess who it is? It's Robert Clark Chan. Robert, welcome back to Who Would Win. I would argue that that is the exception that proves the rule of my <laughs> impeccable logic. So, you know what? Going to be what it's going to be. Look, Robert, you are the most elevated thinker that has never been in my kitchen. You are described as one of the best looking people of both the prehistoric and Middle Ages. And to make things even more incredible, your devilish smile caused the stock market crash of 1929, 1989, and 2024. Yeah, I said it, 2024. Please tell the Legion of Audience, our faithful fan base, what you've been up to. I mean, mostly more of the same. That podcast, Knowing Half the Podcast, you should check it out. It's old cartoon stuff, new cartoon stuff, whatever cartoon stuff we desire. In G.I. Joe, the, oh gosh, I can only remember the name of it currently. It's the anime version. Sigma the, 6. Sigma 6. Imagine if G.I. Joe... Uh, met Pokemon. That's what this is, and it is as weird as it sounds. Yeah, 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 man. That Listen, is just causing chaos. Look, speaking of causing chaos, you mm -hmm. know, Robert Clark Chan, you, you kind of did something back in uh, season five that yeah. people are still trying to figure out. You were the judge good, good of uh, Deathstroke versus the Care Bears. Really an insane mm -hmm. matchup that was destined for greatness. I still think it was a great matchup. Ray did a great job. I have no clue who won that match. Neither does Ray, neither does our production team. The Legion of Audience, our fan base, has no clue who won that match. Can you just tell us who won between Deathstroke and the Care Bears and put this to bed? Justice won that match. Oh my God. Justice bro. was served that day. If you get as bonkers a match as that, you should expect to get a bonkers ass decision. <laughs> it was. It was. Deathstroke, just to let our uh, you know Legion of Audience know what happened in case you missed it. Uh, Deathstroke, I'm using air quotes here, somehow got the win because mm -hmm. the Care Bears used the Care Bear stare to convince Deathstroke to give up fighting and said, sit down and have tea. Mm -hmm. But Deathstroke said no and mm -hmm. then was declared the winner because he didn't go along with what the Care Bears wanted. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay, that all makes sense. Look, I I'm not even going to question this logic because i got to focus on today's matchup. And all this is going to get really, really interesting really quick. In the meantime, Ray, please do us the honors and announce today's matchup. Representing Marvel Comics, the assassin who would fit in well with the Urukai, Echo. Got to know the character for that to make sense. That's fair. And representing DC Comics, the Robin who needs lights on all around him because he hates being a clone in the dark, Damian Wayne. Well, well, well done. Great. I, okay. All right, well done right now. Before we go any further, let's go over the basics of a Who Would Win match. Now, each man will make three points. Keep in mind that the Who Would Win match is a random encounter in neutral location with no prior knowledge or prep time allowed, and the debater has to stay within the confines of the character themselves. And when it comes to determining the winner, it's the judge who has the final say and will determine which character lost based on death, incapacitation, or bathroom removal with no outside interference being allowed. Remember, you can always check out all the rules on our website at www.whowouldwinshow.tv. And before we get started, don't forget to visit the official Who Would Win store. Visit www.whowouldwinstore.com to get your hands on some great Who Would Win shirts and merch. And now, let's get to the tale of the tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details for Echo. Echo, a.k.a. Maya Lopez, is a deaf assassin from the world of Marvel Comics, the version I'll be using today. She was created by David Mack and Joe Quesada, and first appeared in Daredevil number 9 back in 1999. 
Maya Lopez's father was killed by the Kingpin when she was young. As his last dying wish, he asked Kingpin to raise her like his own daughter. Kingpin agreed and found out her amazing talents as he was raising her, causing run-ins eventually with Daredevil as well as himself, as Echo at one point shot Kingpin in the face trying to kill him. Echo has all the athleticism of an Olympic-level gymnast and can mimic anything she sees someone do, much like Taskmaster. Echo notably wears paint of a handprint on her face in honor of her dying father, who touched her face with his bloody hand right before he died. Fun fact, the character of Ronan was introduced as Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye, in Avengers Endgame. But did you know? That in the comics, Hawkeye was not the first person to use that identity? He was not. I'm sure you could probably guess at this moment, but that person was actually Echo, who left the USA for Japan after falling out with Kingpin. That's where she donned the costume and became a bit of a mercenary over there before passing the mantle to Hawkeye later. Anyways, that is Echo. Very cool. Now, here are the details for Robin, a.k.a. Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne first appeared in Batman number 655 in September of 2006 and was created by Grant Morrison and Andy Kubert, which will be the version I'll be using for the today's battle. Damian Wayne is the son of Batman and Talia al Ghul, who is the daughter of Ra's al Ghul, an eco-terrorist and somewhat immortal, powerful enemy of Batman. Raised by Talia and trained by the League of Assassins, Damian himself became a skilled assassin by an early age and was also a respected member of the League. Eventually, when Damian finally met his father, Batman, Damian defected and joined his father's cause. Batman granted Damien the mantle of Robin, and Damien Wayne became the fifth character to assume that role. And here's an interesting fact about Damien Wayne. Did you know that he's a vegetarian? It's true. Damien might not be the most affectionate person in the world, but he does have a soft spot for animals. In Batman Incorporated, Volume 2, Number 1, after a fight in a slaughterhouse, he declares himself a, a vegetarian and rescues one of the cows from the factory, naming it Bat-Cow. Bat-Cow. That's the thing. And now you have the facts on both opponents. Robert, do you have any questions before we get started? No questions, just a statement. Bat-Cow will be showing up at Thunderdome before too long. That's I all. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And I'm ready Makes for sense. it. All right, Ray, please proceed with your first point. Point number one for Echo. Let's talk about some of her mimic ability and fighting skills because the two are linked completely together. Because we all know much like Taskmaster, she can mimic anything that she sees. What does that exactly mean? It means that one time she was watching a concert piano player or pianist, as it's called. She watched him play an entire recital one time and then was able to get up on stage afterwards and note for note, perform the entire recital once again without even having played the piano before in her entire life. She watched people do ballet on TV and was immediately able to recreate Swan Lake or whatever it was Right there, just because she saw it one time, she was suddenly a master ballerina because that's what she's able to do. But that means that she's able to mimic fighting. And whenever she sees somebody fight, she's able to take their moves, take their ideas, and then recreate them in her own fights. So she also studied boxers besides Daredevil's father. She also studied Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard, and Oscar De La Hoya has used their boxing moves in matches before when trying to punch people. But additionally, martial arts films that she also watched. She watched the films of Jet Li, Jackie Chan, 
and of course, Bruce Lee, and has been able to essentially mimic Bruce Lee in fights to to deathly uh, ability, quite honestly. But that also means she could do the same with superheroes, and she has done so with Daredevil as well as Bullseye. She noticed that while Daredevil is one of the greatest pure fighters to have ever existed, this Bullseye character seems to give him a lot of trouble whenever they tangle, even though Bullseye was known as a range specialist. When they get in and start duking it out, Daredevil has a hard time. So she mimicked Bullseye's fighting style to help her get over on Daredevil when she needed to. But besides that, Daredevil is known as one of the absolute top martial arts fighters in all of Marvel Comics, and she can duck out Daredevil moves whenever she wants to. In fact, she could pick any fighting style of anyone she's seen, worked with, or fought against and use those styles to help her win. And just from watching Damian Wayne, a.k.a. Robin, fight in his matchup as, you know, the League of Assassins, well, she worked right alongside and against the hand uh, for quite a long time and knows all about those types of ninja moves. So he's not going to throw anything at her that he ha- that she has not seen before and can mimic right back at him. Look, she did a Bruce Lee kick on Daredevil once and knocked him straight down. She once fought three dozen members of the hand simultaneously and took them all out. You take out 36-ish ninjas, you're doing pretty good for yourself. But more impressively, she also fights people with superpowers. She took down a super scroll that had Cyclops and Nightcrawler's powers. Eye beams and teleportation. The guy tried to teleport her, grab her around the neck from behind, and then she just turned and wailed him and knocked him straight down. Heck, she once landed a hit really fast at a guy who told her that he could see the future of what's about to happen at any given moment. And then she decked him. (laughs) Didn't see that coming, did you, bub? A little bit too fast for him. Heck, one time she took out a bunch of terrorists while she was emulating Daredevil. So it's not just a theoretical thing. It's a thing that she has done in comics and jump and spin and bounce and Daredevil's checking it out going, oh my God, it's not just like she's like me. She is me when we're fighting. And finally, in the secret invasion storyline, in the comic books, at least, she's the one who first figured out that Elektra and Spider-Woman were both scrolls just based on fighting them. She's like, that's not the real them. I know what the real them looks like, and this ain't it. And if she can notice all that, she could find weaknesses in Damian Wayne's fighting and take him down. And that's my point number one. All right. So some cool stuff about Echo that you just mentioned. Really great character. I expect a lot of great stuff from her. Hoping the MCU series based on her blows up and we get to see a lot of her in the MCU moving forward. But let me kind of talk about a few things. Now, Damian Wayne, without giving away too much, Damian Wayne's actually had quite a bit of experience uh, with a character who is exactly like Taskmaster and Echo in that they have the same ability to have that physical muscle memory instantly give them the same ability to do whatever fighting technique they've seen before. I'll bring that up later in the match when it's more relevant. In terms of martial arts films, I mean, this is really cool. It's just me talking here. I love Bruce Lee. I love the Bruce Lee films, all that kind of good stuff. But you got to remember, too, Bruce Lee had to slow down his movements in films. Jet Li is a wushu type of fighter. Wushu is a style that's not actually known for its combatives. It's more of a flowery show style, which is great on camera, but doesn't really work that well. That's kind of just a fun fact I want to throw out there. Now, the other thing is she can actually mimic the fighting styles that need super strength or superpowers. For example, she's not going to mimic Spider-Man as, you know, it's Spider-Man has a fighting style that uses his you know, spider power, spider fuel, spider fuel strength 
agility, you know, that spider sense. And that's not going to translate. So it's all got to be stuff that is rooted within, you know, peak human performance, which I do believe she is. Uh, and Daredevil, by the way, and every time she had a, yeah, he had a fight with her or a physical confrontation, he always held back with Echo. He always felt bad for her and her situation, her life and what have you. So he never really wanted to hurt her in a fight. So if she ever got a win over him. I'm using air quotes for win. It wasn't a real thing. It was Daredevil holding back, letting her do what she's got to do. All right, now let me get to my point number one. For Damian Wayne, let's talk about his training in my point number one. And as I alluded to before, he's got an insane, insane and unmatched level of training. It started literally the moment he was born. He was raised to be a master assassin, one of the best fighters in the world. He's a sword, firearms and weapons master, an expert marksman, a genius in many different fields. Again, this is the training he was getting literally since the day he was born. How that works with an infant, I'm not 100% sure, but that was happening. And all this happened, by the way, before he was 10 and before he became Robin. By the way, every year, Damien was given a very peculiar present for his birthday. You know what it was? I mentioned this before when I repped Damien in a previous battle. He got a beating for his birthday. That's right. He got a beating from his mom, Tally Al Ghul, one of DC Comics' ultimate badasses. Every year on his birthday, he'd fight his mom, and these were insanely brutal affairs. He'd be breaking bones, lots of bloodshed, all that kind of good stuff weapons, tons of kickassery. And why did he fight his mom? Because if he won, he could ask her any one question of his choice, just one question. And every year, Damon would get his ass kicked every year until he turned 10. 10, that is. And when he was 10, that's when he finally beat his mom in a fight. And guess what he got as a present? He finally got to you know the answer to who his father really was, which is when his mom told him about Batman. Happy freaking birthday. That's awesome. And that's when he met Batman, and Batman took him into the Bat family. So since becoming Robin, with all of Batman's training and additional resources, Damian Wayne's become even more accomplished. In every area you can think of, he is now better. And that's on top of all the training he got when, you know, he's in the League of Assassins with his mom and all that kind of good stuff. So what can the Robin version of Damian do now? Let's see. Batman knows 127 different forms of martial arts. So does Damian, except Damian claims he can use them much more effectively to maim and kill people. Batman is a genius-level detective, tactician, fighter, escapologist, improvisational master. I've already said that before. So is Damon. In fact, the only area in which Damon Wayne surpasses Batman is in the areas of killing and assassination. That's really fun. In terms of psychological and physical fortitude, those are big words. I'm using them right now. Damon Wayne also matches Batman tit for tat. And when it comes to deception, fighting dirty and cheating, Damon Wayne also far surpasses Echo in all of those areas. In fact, when he first fought both Jason Todd and Tim Drake at the same time, two previous Robins, Damon actually won Kind of one got them to stop fighting, but still came out ahead due to his ability to take punishment, use deception, as well as use some really weird psychological warfare to take them off their game. When he needs to fight dirty or even cheat, he's got no problem doing it because to Damian Wayne, the honor is all about winning, not how you win. On top of all this, Damian Wayne is a master of deception, master of disguise. He's an expert combative type of automobile driver. Keep in mind that you learned to drive at the age of five, like Ray Stacanus, I believe. He's a master of every type of firearms you can imagine. He's got that genius level intellect, but, you know, he inherited it from his dad, Batman. He's got an indomitable will, so good luck making him stop fighting. He can dodge bullets, catch arrows after they've been shot at him, then throw them back at the shooter fast enough to kill him. He knows every freaking pressure point you can think of and can maim or paralyze or kill you with one touch. And he's at peak human levels in terms of strength, conditioning, and durability. By the way, I think Echo's there as well. And fun fact, Damian Wayne is the only Robin who Batman allows to wear a hood, right? If you think about it, none of the other ones can actually wear a hood. Why? Because unlike Echo, Damian Wayne's hearing is so good that the hood doesn't affect it whatsoever. This will be a factor later on in the fight. And Damian Wayne's also a master of stealth. In fact, 
He's considered the stealthiest of all the Robins. He's snuck up on Superman undetected a few times. He even pulled the Batman disappearing act on Batman. If he can do that to Superman and Batman, you better believe he can do that to Echo. All of that is my point number one. James, I hate it when you're out here using words you don't understand. It really mucks up the battle for the rest of us who have to take that word salad you just put out there and try to make a little bit of sense of it. Now, listen here. Uh, holding back, Daredevil and Echo dated for a while as their like alter egos, and it wasn't until later that she found out who he really was. She loved Matt Murdock, hated Daredevil. You can see how that creates an interesting storyline in the comic books. But if you think that like he was holding back on her, let me tell you, I watched her slap him in the face with both sides of a seesaw while the two of them fought on a playground. She, she wasn't holding nothing back. He wasn't holding nothing back. He was simply in awe that what he was watching was a representation of himself. If you ever try to run away from somebody who's perfectly capable of mirroring everything you're doing, there becomes a reason where you go, I can't get away from this person. Literally every move I make, they are going to copy and catch up with me. All I'm trying to say through all of this is that she whooped Daredevil. We'll get into that more in just a sec. All good stuff. Again, you gotta love Echo uh, and Damian Wayne for that matter. All right, Judge Robert Clark Chan, you've heard one point from both Ray and myself. Where's your head at so far with this battle? Uh, boy, they, I mean, they both seem pretty close to each other. I mean, ugh. I kind of want to make it even, except that I got no rebuttal from you, uh, Ray. This first round here, basically you you gave it to James that uh, Damien is the superior fighter. And, you know, 127 martial arts, that, that makes sense. Uh, what, what am I supposed just, to say, Chan? Just go, no, and then that's good enough for you? I mean, that's I been mean, your defense for the past five seasons. It's Look, here's three the thing. Out of those five. James put it out there that Damian Wayne is an improv master, so I'm really going to have to uh, see him do a herald first to determine whether or not that's the case. If it is, then I mean, Damian wins here first round, you know. Yeah. But like I said, I'm going to have to see some tape. That's fair. All right. Listen, this battle is heating up, and we'll get to our point number two right after this. We have a new sponsor for Who Would Win, and I think y'all might enjoy this one. It is Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that taps into everything we all love about Marvel Comics. You get to pick a squad of your favorite Marvel heroes, you know, and villains, let's keep it real, and team them up to fight big bads like Doctor Doom and, of course, save the universe. Your goal in Marvel Strike Force is to power up your characters and compete PvP against other players in multiple different modes. And you know I'm not telling you all about this empty-handed, because if you're a new user and sign up with our promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, you're going to get hooked up with all kinds of free stuff to get you started the right way. Let's face facts. You love Marvel, you love gaming, and you got a phone. So take a sec and check out Marvel Strike Force using the link in the description of this episode, ideally, and use our promo code MAXPOOL and get the whole Who Would Win show hookup. Thanks again to Marvel Strike Force and thanks to me for this great read. Good job, me. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And we're back. Ray, let's see what you've got. Hit us with your point number two. All right, Chan, you want a little bit of extra me saying no? Well, I don't care if Damian Wayne claims to know 127 forms of martial arts because every single time he does one of them, Echo immediately can do it as well. So what's it matter? Do whatever moves you feel like. There's a cool thing that the Punisher does in his comics where he adjusts which uh, form of martial arts he's using based on moment to moment. Echo fights the exact same way. Whatever she feels that she needs to do in that moment, based on what she's seeing, immediately fully understanding, it's not like Damian Wayne's going to do something that surprises her because she's seen it all before. And you talked about stealth there, James. You got a character wearing like a bright red and yellow outfit trying to act like he is the master of stealth. In fact, Echo has as much stealth ability as Damian Wayne does uh, okay, I appreciate that Damian Wayne used Batman's techniques to escape from Batman without being found. That's great. Echo escaped from Daredevil. Daredevil who can echo locate a person from like five city blocks away by listening for their heartbeat. She pulled that move on Daredevil. And what was hilarious about uh, the way it was written, it was, oh, she pulled that on Daredevil when he wasn't looking. Now think about that for a second. The point I'm trying to make here is not only was she able to pull that move on Daredevil, she snuck up on both Captain Marvel, who's a very top-level fighter, and Spider-Woman, who has the Spidey sense and all that good stuff as well. So she's able to do this to some pretty elite, physically superior characters. Now, she beats up Daredevil on the reg. I'd love to hear some of the people that one-on-one -on -one combats Damian Wayne has taken down, because I don't think that list is particularly big. I think he tends to work against not necessarily the toughest opponents out there. Daredevil's one of the greatest fighters in all of Marvel. That cannot be disputed. And Echo takes him to the pound zone. Is that a thing we're saying? The pound zone? Well, she pounds him repeatedly every single time that they fight. You pretend that he holds back, but when you're getting punched in the face, you really want it to stop. She was able to figure out Daredevil's weakness just from observing him casually, and she got him caught out and then beat the living bejesus out of him by setting a fire of his own DD Daredevil logo in a park, right? And then when he came out, he's like, the fire messes with my echolocation and the smoke messes with my sense of smell. He was helpless and she beat the crap out of him. She can necessarily, now you talk about the stealth. Echo can find somebody's vibrations and then find them even if they're in a large crowd. She did this to Kingpin at one point who was within a whole, whole lot of other people. She was able to find him in the crowd, pick him out. So I don't think based on that alone that she's going to not have a problem. She's going to have any problem finding Damian Wayne if he tries to hide in shadows. Now, she fights super-powered characters. She took hits from a Skrull who had the combined powers of Invisible Woman and Luke Cage and took shots from both of those power sets and was able to keep going. She survived a plane crash, got out and was able to keep going. And shockingly, she's exceptionally strong versus fire. 
Her arm caught fire once, and a sword she was holding got melted in her hands, and once she was just standing in open flames. Not a problem whatsoever. So she obviously has this body and mind-spirit, you know, combined synthesis where she can mind over body through the pain. One time she was fighting with a whole lot of superheroes, a name like Wolverine, Spider-Man, and a bunch of others, fighting against the hand. She took arrows and shuriken, like a lot of them. She kind of was like the first one that opened the door, unfortunately, and she got wrecked from the shadows by a bunch of ninjas. That hurt, except for the fact that she got back up within like three panels and just kept fighting alongside all the other superheroes who were smart enough not to be the first one to open the door. What a mistake, but that's not a mistake she's going to make here against Damian Wayne, and that's my point number two. All right, some stuff I got to push back on. So Damian Wayne actually agrees with you, Race to Canis, in that the Robin costumes typically have too much yellow. They're too vibrant colors. So he redesigned his costume. There's no more yellow. It's dark reds, a black cape, and some grays right now. Very cool color scheme. Very much blends in with wherever he needs to, you know, the dark and, and night in Gotham City. Look, Echo has had some losses, and she's been killed. I know she was brought back. But this is not someone who is unbeatable. One of the fun things, whenever you think about someone who can do like what Taskmaster does or Echo does in, in you know, mimic someone's fighting style, you almost say like, well, how would they lose? Yet they still do. Just because you can mimic a style, it's like this one character was uh, able to mimic the speed of the Flash, but they couldn't think like the Flash and apply the speed the same way. That's where I'm kind of seeing a lot of this battle going as well. Now, you say that she could actually find Kingpin's vibrations in a crowd this is a horrible thing to say. I just don't think his vibrations are hard to find anywhere. Crowd, a football stadium. He just has a lot of vibration. What I'm trying to say is fat jokes are hurtful, Race to Canis. I saw you looking at me like I'm fat like the Kingpin. Not cool at all. And finally, you know, Damian Wayne's actually, his durability is underrated because, you know, there's this cool series called Super Sons where he and Jonathan Kent, Superman's son, John Kent, I should say, kind of teamed up. And then John Kent, for some reason, became a teenager, became one of the new Supermans out there and Damian Wayne's actually taken full shots from John Kent as a teenager version of Superman. Uh, that's pretty insane. It hurt him. He took him. He got back up, continued fighting, but that's a heck of a lot of durability. Okay. Let me get to my point. Number two for Damian Wayne. You got to know I'm going here. Let's talk about some bat gadgets, the weapons and tech. Now I know I've used this point literally for every member of the bat family we've ever had on the Hoodwin show, but it's still a very important factor, especially in this fight. In this fight, you got to ask yourself this. How well-versed is Damian Wayne at using all of the, the gadgets and the weapons that he carries on him as Robin? Remember, he is a fanatic when it comes to training and mastering weaponry. So if he has weapons on him, he's going to know how to use them, when to use them. He'll have no problem being as cheap or as dirty, as underhanded as possible to get the victory. This is someone who was trained to start using weapons at an insanely age. At age six, he beheaded a tiger in the jungle using a scythe. At age eight, he uh, used a spear to take out a great white shark by surprising it underwater and coming up from underneath them. This person has weapons and gadgets. Not only do they know how to use them, they'll use them like a mash, like no one knows. So what does Damian Wayne have at his disposal on a regular basis for this particular chance encounter with Echo? Well, he's got a net, that kind of back grappling net you can throw to ensnare opponents. And this is strong enough to hold superpowered villains. So this is a real thing. He's got a grapple line, grapple gun you can use as a climbing tool. And this is horrible but he also uses it as a, as a harpoon like he did when he shot it through the superpowered zombie assassin known as Talon from the Court of Owls. And I believe he did a headshot through this superpowered zombie assassin through their armored head. So yeah, that's the thing he'll do. 
Uh, and then he shot him through the body as well. He's got a bulletproof cape, hood, and uniform. His, speak his uniform, including his hood and the cape as well. They're also, also really resistant to punctures from sharp objects. Look, I'm not going to say someone like Echo with a full sword is not going to be able to puncture through it, but it's not going to be a clean cut. It's not going to be super easy to do. Remember, this is someone who's a master assassin as well. He's got smoke and stun gas pellets, as well as a gas mask. He's got powerful explosives and sticky bombs. He's got a taser that can take out superhumans. He's got an assortment of batarangs. I love these, including the kind that explode or super sharp, and they can shoot out a high-level electricity or just let, you know, knockout gas come out. He's got ice grenades that when he hit, he throws them, they hit. They, the huge amount of ice just encases his opponents, and this is strong enough ice to hold super-level uh, super or super-powered beings. Echo is great, but she's not super powered. She gets caught in ice. She's staying in ice at least for two minutes. He's got brass knuckles with spikes, because why not? Handcuffs designed to hold superpowered opponents. His cape can turn into a glider so he can travel in air. Speaking of air, he's also got a jetpack. Did you know that? He's got a small jetpack on his back. He also has his katana, and he's an expert with that and everything else. And the best part of Damian Wayne's weapons and tech is that he doesn't just use like one thing at a time. No, no, no. This is someone who can use all of his gadgets and tech in any combination he wants. Could he ensnare Echo with his net and then hit her with a taser? Sure. Could he put on his gas mask, throw stun gas pellets at her, then hit her with a batarang? Absolutely. Could he throw the powerful explosives he carries at Echo and then hit her with an ice grenade, freezing her in place? Of course, Robin can also fight Echo from a much, much further range because of the design of his weapons, his jetpack, all that kind of stuff. The fact he can take to air so he can hit her from different positions higher up. And race to Canis, as you've mentioned many times before, when someone has the aerial advantage, they typically win a fight. When it comes to having many ways of winning a battle, Damian Wayne comes more than equipped to incapacitate, trap, or absolutely destroy Echo in a fight. That is my point number two. All right, you mean like you're making some good points. One advantage that I will concede that uh, Damian Wayne has over Echo is his use of gadgets. Now, the question is, the jetpack, that's not really a thing he's used particularly often, is it? It's not like he's known for riding into battle from the skies. It sounds it's the kind of deal that he's used maybe once, maybe twice ever. It's not exactly standard equipment for a Robin. Now, he uses the gas pellets. He's uses some explosive pellets. He does have some of that stuff. But you also have to remember Echo is trained against the ninjas of the hand. She's trained in the criminal underworld. She can absolutely see and feel when things are about to happen. I don't think he's going to surprise her with any type of gadget or equipment because also by the time it takes him to get out the gas mask, put it on, find the pellet, pull it, throw it, he's taken three shots to the face and he's not going to be able to get up from that if she hits him because she is just simply too fast. And you talked about, uh, what was it, Superboy teenage version hitting him and him getting up. You want to talk about holding back. Are you out of your mind right now? If that character hits you full force and you're Damian Wayne, you are the silly putty making the Lockhorns imprint on your backside, okay? You are gone. So don't even talk about that holding back at all. I, I would argue that the physicals of Echo way outweigh the minor gadget use of Damian Wayne. Interesting stuff. Okay, look, Judge Robert Clark Chan, you've heard two points from both Ray and myself. We're at the turning point where after hearing everything we brought to the table, you have to figure out who is ahead in this battle so far and what does the other side have to do to pull out the victory? I do have one question for you, James. How old is Damian Wayne? Because uh, I heard that at 10 years old, he shows up on Batman's doorstep, yada, yada, yada. Like, where are we? Is this is, is he like a 12-year-old? Is he 22? You know, 
I, I, yeah, that's a great question. I'd say he's no older than 16. I'd probably put him between 15 and 16 at this point. All right. Okay. That, cause that does make a difference, you know, a kid versus a full grown adult. I, poof. Uh, the thing is, Echo uh, sounds real strong, and I do buy that she basically has an answer for uh, just about everything that Damian Wayne has. So, like, I believe she could counter all of Damian Wayne's things, but she hasn't shown, or Ray hasn't shown me yet, how she is better than Damian Wayne. Like, uh, you know, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. She's bringing a hand to a gas pellet fight. And, you know, she may be able to stop the gas pellets from doing anything, but I'm not seeing where she is then, you know, getting over on Damien. So, I mean, I think I need to see just a little more of the offense from Echo. Also, you know, like, uh, it sounds like Damien Wayne doesn't use the jetpack much, but he does have access to it. So I'm kind of hoping to hear if Echo has been able to take down any uh, flyers. Because uh, if she hasn't, then uh, it's, I kind of feel like Damien may have the uh, Megatron uh, over King Kong thing going. Well, let's not forget who actually won that match, Chan. I will forget. I will forget whenever and however I choose. <laughs> That's true. Luckily, he's got the paraglider and built into his cape as well in case the jetpack, whatever. All right, listen. Oh, he's this got is two going- gliders? He's yeah. got a paragliders? Yeah. Mm. Paragliders. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, this is kind of crazy. This is this is the Robert Clark Chan of old that we're hearing, Legion of Audience. This is why I get excited for these matchups whenever he's on the show, because now he's upping the stakes. He's making a battle appear, and he's almost finishing what the storyline has to be in two different ways for both Ray and myself. This is getting exciting. Let's see where this battle is about to go. We'll be right back for points number three. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back. Ray, this is for all the marbles. Let's see what you got. Hit us with your point number three. The big way that point number three is going to go is that the big thing between Echo and Damian Wayne is they're both like assassin trained. They're both very, very uh, fit. They've got a lot of fighting skills, uh, one after the other. But Damian Wayne is just a child. And what do you put him at, James? 15 or 16? Chan really kind of beat me to the punch on this. Echo is a full-grown woman who is an Olympic-level gymnast. She has trained to get her strength, her speed, and her dexterity to a peak condition. Let's not forget, she's able to mimic and do all the moves of Daredevil who has enhanced physical abilities. There's nothing he can do that she cannot also do, and that makes a huge difference. You think about how great a fighter Daredevil is, and you gotta consider Echo is as good of a fighter, probably better, because she's able to take other things as she needs to from other people. How did Damian Wayne die in his own comics? Well, he got into a fight with 
an adult version of himself, an adult version of himself killed 15, 16 year old Damian Wayne. What does that mean? It means when faced with somebody with comparable skill, speed, and strength, he gets overwhelmed by those things, speed, skill, and strength, coming from an older, wizened, more experienced fighter than himself. That is how you can defeat Damian Wayne straight up, and we have seen it happen in comic books. That's a very strong point, I think, right there. But let's talk about more of the physicals. As far as Echo's strength goes, because she's peak. She once grabbed Daredevil and broke a brick chimney with his body. She threw him through bricks pretty strong. Normal people don't do that. She once did one of my favorite moves, which is grab a dude and then throw him into a bunch of other dudes. I love that move. I love that move since it was an internet meme when I was in college, and I love it now. She once had a deal where she fought these 10-foot robots. They were 10-foot fighting robots. They were sort of like, you know, Robotech-esque, except way scaled down, automaton fighting robots. And she was able to jump, elbow smash through the visors of them, slice off uh, body parts from them with her sword, and generally cause all kinds of mayhem and take them out. And if you could stand toe-to-toe with large, not giant, but large, fighting robots one after another and take them out, I think you could take out a small boy who moves fairly well. Her speed is also phenomenal. Of course, she's dodged bullets, dodged shuriken. She dodged Daredevil's baton, which doesn't often miss. And she dodged punches from Iron Fist, another one of the great fighters. So my question would be, how does Damian Wayne even land a punch against her? He's going to have to resort to dirty tactics. A lot of Damian Wayne's fights are won because he sucker punched the person who was trying to help them, and that person stopped fighting. He did that move to Tim Drake. He's done that move to other people where they underestimate him. They go to offer their hand, and he ends up sucker punching them to win the battle. Echo ain't going to do that. Echo's not going to show that kind of mercy in this situation. She will take him out because he is a threat. Uh, Speed-wise, though, another cool thing that she did, she shot a sniper rifle, took a shot at Daredevil and Black Widow when they were on, like, the roof of a building, and then in the time it took the bullet to hit and them to, like, dodge out of the way and be like, oh, no, bullet, she was on top of the roof fighting them. I've never seen somebody shoot a sniper bullet and then almost make it to the impact point before the bullet hits. She didn't quite do that, but she came real, real close. And that is just a level of speed that I don't know that Damian Wayne necessarily has an answer for. I think that at the end of the day, she's too big, too strong, too fast, and has the same level of skill. And in that situation, I'm sorry, but Goliath beats David. And that's my point number three. You know, you can't take away anything when someone says, hey, they're Olympic level anything. That is definitely a high level. I think we both agree that they're both peak human. But when you have someone who's got like Bruce Wayne's genetics, and really people sleep on Talia al Ghul's and Rachel al Ghul's genetics, which I also think are superior than Batman's. You know, there's that Middle Eastern and also rumor has it Chinese ancestry kind of put together. There's just something, there's a there's there's kind of something going on with this kid where he's got the best of so many different worlds that he's not your regular 15-year-old in shape high school athlete. This is someone who's got man strength at that age. Remember, Bruce Wayne's also kind of a big guy. He's about 6'2", whatever. This kid's starting to get big, too. He's not just a regular kid. On top of that, the heretic, this is the clone of Damian Wayne. This is someone who got enhanced super fast. This is someone who had a win over Batman. 
This is someone who existed in the New 52. Legion of Audience, you know how much I can't stand that whole era of DC Comics. Luckily, the heretic got taken out, and uh, that's who had to beat him. But then again, Damon Wayne still came back to life from after that. And on top of straight-up victories, he's got a bunch where he didn't use any type of cheating or you know sucker punching, whatever. He does that because he likes to get the win, and that's the honor he sees in fighting. So I'm not saying he's not going to do that, but he definitely doesn't overly rely on that as well to get the win. Now, let me get to my point number three. And for my point number three, let's talk about big wins for Damian Wayne and big weaknesses for Echo and how this fight's going to go down. So in terms of big wins, Damian Wayne beat this character named Orphan, a.k.a. the former Batgirl, the daughter of Lady Shiva, who is quite possibly the greatest martial arts fighter on the planet. This is someone, Orphan is someone who can do a lot of similar stuff to Taskmaster, who can see someone move and understand how they move and even come up with weaknesses to what they're doing, but mimic absolutely everything. This is someone who's in the Bat family. This is someone that, Jason, that Damian Wayne has trained with and actually, you know, has fought against as well. Uh, when he first fought both Jason Todd, and he's actually got a win over her as well. When he first fought uh, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, I already talked about that. He used all, every trick in the book, and he actually kind of got a win over both of them before I think Batman had to intervene and say, hey, this is my son. They're both like, well, this guy's a kid's a jerk, whatever. And then he became a part of the family. It's all good. Oh, by the way, in the initial stages of Damian Wayne becoming a member of the Teen Titans, he took on each member of the Teen Titans because he felt it was a weak team. The legendary Teen Titans, Damian Wayne's like, nah, I think this team's a little weak. So how did he take on each person? How did he do, I wonder? Well, let's see. He beat Kid Flash by using his gas pellets. He drugged Raven without her noticing. He electrocuted Beast Boy unconscious and even knocked out Starfire. Quick question. Could Echo do all of that? I don't know. I don't think so. He's beaten Jason Todd, a.k.a. the Red Hood, one-on-one. He even beat Deathstroke, DC Comics' greatest mercenary. And that's kind of like where you're going to say, wow, Deathstroke, the master mercenary, he's got that advanced tech, the weaponry, enhanced physicals, and Damian Wayne has a legit victory over Deathstroke. Here's a fun one. When Batman gets kidnapped by the League of Shadows, he actually fails to figure out a way to escape. So it's Damian Wayne who comes in and saves Batman and also takes out the entire League of Shadows at the same time. He saves Batman and takes out the League of Shadows. That is crazy. Now, in terms of weaknesses of Echo, She's got three that I can see, and these aren't crazy weaknesses, by the way, but she's got them. Look, her training's great, but it's absolutely not at the same level that Damian Wayne has had. Remember, he's had training by mercenaries, the best fighters, the best weapons people, the best killers on the planet since he was born. And then at 10, he got even better training from Batman. That's crazy. Uh, Echo is also deaf. Now, normally, this wouldn't affect her in a fight, but Damian Wayne's a genius, right? He absolutely is. He's, he's been trained to see weaknesses and opportunities. He's going to quickly understand that Echo's hearing is a factor. He's going to figure out how to use his stealth and tech to set up distractions, misdirections, and get her into the exact position he wants her to be in. He's going to see and quickly understand that Echo is responding the way a person who is deaf would during the initial stages of their fight. Remember, that fact that she is deaf has actually been used against her and led to a number of defeats for Echo, unfortunately, because I really think that sucks, and a number of issues within uh, comic books. This is the big one, though. Damian Wayne already knows her fighting style. You know, everyone, Ray, you did a great job of saying, well, she's just like Taskmaster and she can see inside. That's fine. But Damian Wayne already knows Echo's fighting style and what she can do, specifically how to fight someone who can duplicate perfectly any move they see her do. Again, I already mentioned, he's been training with them against them, knows how they operate inside out, and he's got a plan to use against them and he's got to win against them. Again, I'm referring to Orphan. Orphan can also instantly duplicate any martial arts or fighting technique they witness. And Damian Wayne's been training with this person, and he knows how to defeat someone like that. So I don't know if that's such a huge advantage anymore. So 
Damon Wayne knows Echo's fighting style, tactics, capabilities, but she doesn't know his. Plus, her lack of hearing that Damon Wayne's going to quickly figure out how he's going to use that and use that experience fighting Orphan. This is something that's going to be really cool because he's also got that genius intellect and he's all about the strategy and coming up with master plans on the spot. So here's how this fight goes down real quick. They're going to face off. They each move immediately trying to get the first shot. Echo is shooting at Robin or doing whatever she's doing. Who's he, and he's easily dodging the bullets, whatever she's doing. Robin is throwing batarangs at Echo, who's also dodging them, by the way, because she's awesome. They both go into close range. They trade technique for technique. Damien compliments his foe, but tells her she'll be defeated nonetheless because, you know, he's got that attitude. Echo doesn't respond, though, as in at all. She doesn't say a word. Damien makes another comment, and just like before, Echo says nothing. So the fight continues. Robin's katana slashes and bashes against Echo's a scream of batons because she uses them. Damien gets aggressive, uses his secret striking techniques taught to him by the one and only Batman techniques that no one else would ever or could possibly know. But somehow, Echo immediately throws the same strikes at him, mimicking himself perfectly. Surprised by this and needing to get some space to kind of figure things out, Damien lets a flash grenade go. With a loud bang, Echo is temporarily blinded, but he sees that the loud noise didn't affect her at all. A smile comes across his face because now he gets it. He sees exactly who he's fighting. So experience tells him exactly what to do. He drops a smoke grenade and using the stealth that evades both Batman and Superman disappears from sight. So Echo can't see him. She's looking around trying to find her opponent from a safe distance. Robin starts to use his gadgets and his stealth to disorient Echo. He's hitting her from one direction with a batarang that she can't hear coming and moving to another spot. He's giving her no time to figure out where he is. Eventually he hits her with, I don't know, a barrage of electrified batarangs, knockout gas bombs and the net. Whatever it is, she can't move. There's an ice bomb grenade gone off. She's still standing. She still wants to fight, but she's incapacitated. And that's when Damian Wayne walks up to her, staying out of striking range, and uses sign language to say, you're the best opponent I've ever faced by far. Let's do this again sometime, and knocks her out. That's why Damian Wayne wins. That's why Echo loses. That's my point number three. Not a chance. She would never go down like a chump like that before. And James, you're talking about his, his genetic makeup. You make, you're trying to make Damian Wayne sound like Serpentor. He has the combat knowledge of Sun Tzu and the fighting ability of Sergeant Slaughter. He doesn't have any of those things. He has DNA. He has the basic chemical breakdowns. Listen, Sylvester Stallone and Frank Stallone have the same DNA that does not make them the same person. Let's not forget, you said he beat Jason Todd. Who could forget when Jason Todd the Red Hood beat Damian Wayne senseless? How? Because Damian Wayne wears a cape. He got, he got, he got beat the way the Incredibles defeat their opponent, uh, a syndrome. He had Jason Todd just grabbed his cape, swung him and slammed him in the side of a car, taking him out. How easy. And I didn't even mention in all these gadgets that Damian Wayne has, sonic attacks do not work against Echo. It's kind of weird, doesn't make a lot of sense. But if it's an attack that happens with sound or vibrations or sonic ability, she can walk right through it. And if he's going to throw something like that at any point in the battle, relying on his tech, and he's going to think that she's going to be stunned by it, he's going to be stunned as the sword is coming straight for his head. And the big point I want to make here is the Hand versus the League of Assassins. Basically the same organization uh, boiled down to where it is. The trained ninjas, that's their deal. And the fact that she's done so much combat against the Hand and he is trained by the League of Assassins. You want to act like she won't know how he's going to fight. I would argue it's a lot of the same stuff. She will absolutely understand what he's doing from point one and use that against him with her expert and superior physicality. 
all good stuff. Just remember, if he, if he discovered she was unable to hear because she was deaf, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't use sonic weapons, but that's just a me thing. All right, listen, Robert Clark Chan, you've heard three points for both Ray and myself. It's time for you to make a decision. But before we get to what Robert has to say, let's celebrate the Hoodwin Patron of the Week. Every week, we choose one of our amazing members of the Hoodwin Show's Patreon community and put them in a battle. Ray, which patron do we have today? Today, we are going with the one and only Sean G. It is your turn in the spotlight. Sean G, listen, if you're going to go up against someone like Sean G, you got to bring out the big guns, and there's no bigger gun, no one more notorious, no one more absolutely crazy and unpredictable than Twilight Sparkle. Twilight Sparkle, wow. Sean G is going to be met up with Twilight Sparkle, and he's going to obviously have bad intentions. Twilight Sparkle wouldn't be there if he was exhibiting good intentions. The My Little Pony crew has pretty much an I'm okay, you're okay sensibility about them most of the time. So first off, shame on you, Sean, for bringing bad intentions to Ponyland. Ponyville? Pony Castle. Ponytopia. Wherever they call themselves out there. Equestria? I think that's right. The point I'm trying to make here is he's doing something nefarious and Twilight Sparkle is absolutely there to stop him. So she's going to be flying around blasting him with reality bending powers that he's going to be on his toes. He's going to be jumping, dodging, trying to get out of the way. Ultimately though, what this battle is going to come down to because Sean G is no match for twilight sparkle. She's just so tough. She basically defeated Lobo when they fought in a who would win match at one point, but what's going to end up happening is she's going to say, I need you to stop doing nefarious actions. And she's going to offer him a teacup at a tea party and he's going to turn it down, thus winning the fight, based on everything I know about the Who Would Win show. Congratulations, Sean G. You won? Wow. That's, I mean, now that's a thing. And uh, that's one of the most nefarious ways to pull out a victory in uh, Who Would Win show uh, lore, which I guess, again, it's, is a It's thing. the most powerful way you could win a battle, as has now been entrenched in Who Would Win show history. You know, that's how we've been winning fights in Canada for decades. By the way, you know, a tea party that no one wants to go to, yet you're still there, but you're not. I have no idea how this works. All right. Well done, Sean G. Remember, you too can become a celebrate patron of the week. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash who would win show and sign up, and you may be featured in an upcoming episode of Who Would Win. Look, Robert, it's time for your decision. Take us through your process. Tell us the story, if you will, and reveal who you think wins this battle between Echo and Damian Wayne, a.k.a. Robin. Okay, so this is real close. I think Mimic is Mimic. Just, Echo is a great character with her Mimic ability. You've convinced me that she has faced Daredevil enough times that she's essentially a junior Daredevil. Like I think uh, uh, is one of the best fighters in the MC, MCU, Marvel, uh, the 616. I, uh, she is a formidable foe. Um, and also... It's use a little bit of uh, who would win history. Daredevil has beaten Red Hood. Of course, uh, Damien has also beaten Red Hood. So it's uh, at least we know they're on pretty equal ground. Hey, uh, didn't the, Daredevil also beat Batman Beyond at one point on the Who Would Win show? You know what? That's too too deep uh, WWW lore for me. So I'm not going to worry about that. Jeez. I, I am taken by the notion that she was able to see that Spider-Woman was a scroll. That says to me that she has that can really work in her favor in this fight because Damien, he's a fan of deception and stealth and trying to put one over and 
Echo seems to be a kind of person who that just won't work on either psychologically or physiologically. I don't think that Damien will have any of that going for him. Also, I think he's wearing a yellow outfit and that's your fault, James, because I'm looking at your background and the Damien picture you chose has a yellow outfit. So sorry, he's not sneaking around Echo at any point during this battle. However, those gadgets, again, I feel like Damien Wayne has got a lot of stuff. And honestly, it sounded a little ridiculous, James, when you were saying that he throws this at her and then this at her and then this and this and this and this and this. <sighs> I mean, it is comic books, so I guess that does play he ain't gonna look cool doing it is all i'm saying <laughs> you've got a 15 16 year old kid and it's like i do want to say that adult echo uh psychologically has it over him yes he's been trained since birth to be an assassin blah 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 blah, blah. um and i feel like the uh, years of training, I guess, if you add it up, are pretty close. I, I do think that a level of maturity Echo has is going to give her an edge over Damien. Again, in a psychological sense. Physically, I think they're pretty much on the level. But the one thing, the thing that is going to make the difference here is experience. Echo is more experienced than Damian Wayne. She's had more fights, I think, probably killed more people. But Damian has more experience fighting superpowered beings. It, just in the world that he's in, the DC world, being part of the Bat family, he's faced so many of these people. And it seems like Echo has fought Daredevil 8,000 times and mostly kills human beings. So Damian Wayne is going to beat Echo unbelievable i i this is surprising i agree but i just i had a different reason behind it but again i think we're seeing race of kings i think we're seeing the return the return of robert clark chan to the who would win show the fog has lifted the wisdom the intelligence the insight the fighting experience he's had that he now puts into this decision is coming through I love Don't this decision. Get no. used to it. Okay. Well, maybe we'll have a tea party next time. I love this decision. And Race to Canis, you did a great job. I love the character of Echo. Now I think she's even greater than ever. Well done. Ray, you came super close to a victory this time, but it just fell a little bit short. Tell each of audience how you're feeling right now. I really don't like anything about losing a battle to a Robert Clark Chan decision that is clearly thoughtful, nuanced, and makes a lot of sense. I'd much rather you go to the moon and back with some off-the-wall bizarreness. At least then I can have something to complain about. I saw this battle very much as a coin flip, a 50-50. I really thought the deciding factor would be the fact that Damian Wayne was killed by himself from the future, getting out-physicaled. I thought that right there was the hammer into the coffin of Damian Wayne in this battle. It is often hard to go up against a Bat family member. I feel like Echo would still win this fight. The problem is you made a compelling case as judge for the opposite, and I don't like it. You're wrong, but I, I can't really yell at you as much as, trust me, 
I want to. I'll bring the tea party back next time, baby. It's okay. Oh my gosh. Please, please. I almost want you to. And there's a big part of me that doesn't want you to. But again, that is the charm. That is Robert Clark Chan. Robert Clark Chan, you did it again. You, you just returned to form and you brought an insanely great decision to a great battle. You made season six even that much better. And we're only in episode three. In the meantime, tell the Legion of Audience, our fan base, where they can find you online. Guess you can find me doing the podcast knowing as half the podcast. Find it on hey, your, all your podcatchers. I love one of those people on that show. You know what? There's two good people. Two out of three. A.E. Double wow, back. just going to throw Gina right under the bus like that. I'm <laughs> <Wow>. telling <laughs> I absolutely would not. I am ten times more afraid of her than I am of you, Ray. I mean, correctly. Uh, A.E. Doubleback. Uh, if, if you watch uh, wrestling, you should check that podcast out, too. It's pretty fun. That's all. Very cool. Race to Canis. Another very close battle. Season six is, I don't know, I've, I'm feeling really good about the season overall. You came up just, again, a tiny bit short, but wow, did you ever do a great job. Tell the Legion of Audience, our fan base, where they can find you. You can, of course, find me on threads at Almighty Ray 316 I maybe am just in too good a mood because your Detroit Lions just won their first playoff game in 32 years. I'm trying to get real angry at Robert Clark Chan. The problem is after the Michigan Wolverines win the national championship, after the Detroit Lions advance to the second round of the NFL playoffs for basically the second time in my entire life, I have no hatred in my heart at this moment. You caught me, you caught me at a weak point, James Gavsey. Trust me. I know this ride isn't gonna last forever, and I'm gonna come with the fire of a thousand suns when next we meet. You can find me on X, aka Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by typing in at James Gavsey. Remember to join the official Who Would Win Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and be part of our growing community. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Who Would Win Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you go for your podcasts. On behalf of myself, Ray Sicanus, and the rest of the amazing Who Would Win production team, thank you once again for checking out another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time. when Optimus Prime died. Or the days when every series had a ham-fisted anti-drug episode. Or when you wrote fan fiction about how the Animaniacs were so hot in that water tower so they took off all their clothes and they started... No! No, different podcast. This one is Knowing is Half the Podcast, a show devoted to the best and worst animated memories of your childhood. Every week we recap a cartoon from the past to see if they're as good as you remember. They're not. What are you talking about? They're great! You're both wrong. None of them get good until they're in a water tower. No! No. And Knowing is Half the Podcast. Hey gang, I hope you enjoyed this episode and love listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Quick reminder that you can support us by going to patreon.com slash show right now. Okay, gotta prepare for next week's episode. Hope the rest of your day is full of wins. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.